Welcome to Nikki Next, the podcast dedicated to myths, legends, curses, and the paranormal. I'm your hostess, Nikki, with the knack of attracting the unusual. This podcast is dedicated to entity removal. But first, a word from our sponsor. Entity Removal. Last night, I watched a TV program where people shared their personal experience having an entity attached to them. The program, it was designed to spook the watcher, like, you know, a horror story told by the campfire. The program didn't scare me at all, but I did end up leaving the program a bit depressed. You see, the entity victims, they seem to be suffering from some kind of PTSD. It was evident by their hyper-awareness. Every time they heard an unexpected noise, they would jump and look for the entity. They were worried. The victims also became lonely when the majority of their friends and family made it clear that they were not interested in hearing any more of their nonsense. But they did have some friends and family that stayed around But eventually they became distant because the victim was not able to control their extreme emotions. So you end up watching the victim research the entity on the internet. And they're going to try just about anything like smudging or blessings or even attempt to communicate the ghost box method with the entity. They'll do just about anything to get rid of this attachment. But unfortunately, the show ended with every single victim having the entity still attached to them. You know, I've never personally been attacked by an entity, but I can empathize with those who are currently under attack. I know what it's like to be unbelieved. I know what it's like to have my frustrations ignored. And I also know what it's like to lose friends due to my extreme emotions. That's why I want to offer a possible solution instead of the non-helpful, well, you shouldn't have done this to begin with attitude that most people have. I mean, seriously, does it do anybody any good to say, why did you invite that entity or you shouldn't have been playing with the Ouija board? You know, it's too late. No point dwelling. So let's look at a possible solution. You know, it's important that everybody understands that I do not represent any agencies and that my entity solution has not been tested in a controlled lab and think this more like, you know, we're having a social chat, drinking copious amounts of beers. It's very informal, but you know, there's a chance this could work. Basically, I'm saying that if you have an attached entity and you have tried everything and nothing else seems to work, You might as well give this a shot. What do you got to lose, right? So I'm thinking trying to destroy or killing an entity is impossible. Why? Because I might not know exactly what an entity is. I mean, is it a ghost? Is it a demon? What the hell is it, right? But after searching the great internet, most self-proclaimed entity experts do agree that an entity is some form of energy. You know what? That totally sucks because Einstein let us all know that energy cannot be destroyed. 
That's why the solutions that promise destroying the entity would likely prove a waste of time. And you're probably going to make the entity very angry. <laughs> but energy can be transferred. So in theory, solutions designed to relocate the entity by asking them to leave could work. Since the entity is energy and energy can be transferred, I believe it's possible to escape the entity's hold without having to move houses. The victim on the TV program, they tried various relocation methods. They asked the entity to move on. They smudged the house. They held seances. They called in entity removal experts or ghostbusters. And they even boldly stood their ground saying, I'm not going to let you bully me anymore, only to discover that the entity didn't care and still stayed with them. So you know what? I say it's time to turn the tables. Make the entity miserable to the point in which it will want to leave on its own accord. You know, the myth that I picked is based on starvation. It is said that entities feed on our inner demons. That is what allows them to tether themselves to a victim. Inner demons make us weak, and that's why an entity that feeds on inner demons can appear stronger than the victim. So until a victim learns to control their inner demons in a healthy manner, like therapy, I'm going to propose my entity solution. Keep in mind, this is a band-aid fix, meaning it's temporary, something that could save your sanity while you look for a healthy weight therapy to deal with your inner demons on a more permanent manner or way or whatever. Pardon my grammar. So I say, start big and identify your strongest inner demon. This inner demon is probably the one that is feeding the entity. I'm going to use the inner demon anxiety because that is what the victims on the program seem to have in spades. So for you to properly identify your inner demon, you're going to need to do some self-reflection. Ask yourself, which inner demon can the entity use to cause the most chaos in my life? Once you identified your inner demon that you want to confront, you need to find a stone that's in the quartz family. I picked a green jasper because it is known for battling both anxiety and evil forces. It's pretty much multi-purpose. Wrap that stone in a copper wire in such a way that you can wear the stone. I wrapped my green jasper in a spiral form that could be hung on a little piece of leather around the neck. So it's a bohemian type necklace. You could maybe make it into a bracelet or make it into a ring. But the point is, it has to be with you. You keep it with you. So try to, if you make it into a form of jewelry, you're wearing it. It's easier to keep it with you. Now that you have your copper wrapped stone, it's going to be time to relocate your inner demon. So while tracing your finger on the copper wiring wrapped stone, say the spell or prayer. The spell or prayer that you're going to say should identify your inner demon. So anxiety demon, inner demon anxiety. 
is who I'm going to address. Then I'm going to explain that the inner demon is going to be relocated out of my headspace into the stone because of all the negative things that it is causing, such as inner demon anxiety because of you. I have not only anxiety, but now I have an entity that is causing issues in my life. This anxiety is causing me to lose sleep, etc. But list why that inner demon has to go. Then list the positive things of having the demon in the stone. So once you're in the stone, once you become part of this stone, my life is going to be easier. I can finally relax. I could stop being hypervigilant and just whew, take a breath. I could realize that things are not that out of control, that instead of hyperventilating, I'm going to be able to think a little bit on what I should do. So once you have the positive aspects of why that inner demon is no longer going to live in your headspace, you need to end it with the short command such as go now, boom. So I got to reiterate that it is important to use a stone that's in the quartz family. Quartz is plentiful and it's most quartz stones are inexpensive. So that's a perk, but it is important that it is a quartz because quartz tend to be piezoelectric, which means it can, it can produce a voltage when extreme pressure is applied to the quartz. So imagine you have your inner demon inside your quartz stone, and now it's trying to get out and it's creating pressure to get out. And once it's creating that pressure, it creates a, when the inner demon's forcing the stone, is pressuring from the inside, it creates a voltage, which turns the copper wire wrap into kind of like an electric fence to keep that inner demon inside the stone, the quartz stone. So it'll make it a lot harder for it to escape. It could still escape, which is why you should check on it and get therapy to deal with your inner demons, but it's a good way to hold them in. So I'm thinking, now that I told you my, if I was to have an entity attached to myself, and I tried everything, I'm going crazy, that I would take a green jasper to trap my inner anxiety demon. I'm, I'm thinking three things could happen once that's all said and done. One, the inner demon could be trapped inside that stone. So now I have it in a holding cell. I could deal with it. I could say, hey, my inner demon's no longer in my head. It's now in the stone, it's manageable. And because it's outside of my body, my psyche is stronger. So therefore, when I battle the entity, I'm a bit stronger now because that entity relied on that inner demon for food and it's no longer there. It's now inside the stone. So now the entity is going to be weaker, when, whereas I'm stronger. Two, the inner demon goes into the stone and the entity follows it, and therefore they are both trapped inside the stone. That would be awesome, because there you go, problem solved. Entity's gone, inner demon's gone, inside that stone. That, that would be nice. Like, not likely, but you never know. It could happen, right? I mean, 
you read stuff about I don't know, boxes and cursed items and whatnot, just make sure if you feel you have both the inner demon and the entity trapped inside the stone, you continue to reinforce that stone with intentions, prayer, spells, whatever, to keep that inside. You can't let it just go to waste. And the third thing that could happen is absolutely freaking nothing. <laughs> the inner demon's still in your head. The entity is still attached to you. But hey, at least you have a nice green jasper necklace that you didn't have before. So tune in sometime for another Nicky Knack podcast. Thank you all for listening. Be safe and behave.